tell me if you think this is wrong or not. Okay. Okay. Real quickly. So I think you guys have known that uh, I've I've had a cockroach problem for a, over a year, and I've been pretty yeah. much the only one dealing with it. Cash has helped me a little bit. I've called him, and and, <laughs> and asked for help. I thought you were going to say that I was a, I thought you were going to be like, Cash hasn't helped me. No. Like yeah. He has some obligation to help you. Yeah, I honestly yeah. would have been like, I did help you. I told you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cash told me what to do and then I did it. So, uh, end of story. Um, no, so, but like my whole family has been like, because it's basically localized to my bathroom, my whole family's just been like, well, it's not that bad. Okay. Um, so what I've been doing this last month or so is I, you know, I go and I de- I'll deliver, uh, Costco stuff to my aunt, my aunt, uh, that I don't live with and my parents and I'll use their bathrooms and then I'll come out and I'll say, Hey, I don't, I don't want to frighten you guys, but I found a baby cockroach in your bathroom when I found no cockroach. <laughs> They probably think you're carrying around the cockroaches. No, they... <laughs> I've done it to my parents. I'd said I found a cockroach in the garage, and then I found a mm-hmm. cockroach in their bathroom. They've now hired an exterminator. Oh, good. Good job. You fucking... Min- uh, you work, the, work the, the system. But that's at somebody else's house. That's not her house. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, Lori. <laughs> no, we finally got... The way we got an exterminator was that it finally entered my aunt's area of the house. So that's how we got an exterminator. So uh, so now my, my other aunt has bought spray and is spraying around the house. And I, I love it. I can't... Now, I have been told by uh, Star that I'm a terrible person. But I personally feel like it's just desserts. I mean... You it's know. just dessert. <laughs> it's an expression I don't hear that often That's anymore. Really great. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. The worst that happens is that your aunt is like more clean, like more clean for a few more weeks. Yeah. You know? That's it. Like she's like probably not gonna get an exterminator until she sees a problem. Right? The only thing I will say is that she did she didn't like hurt herself, but just like from walking around, she claims that it really hurt her knee. So I feel bad about that. But at the wait, same wait, 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 wait. Walking around hurt her knee. Yeah, walking around the the her house spraying it hurt her knee. Her knees, both of her knees aren't great. But she said that the the one that was better was is now not good because she was walking around her house spraying, not so, crawling. Walking around the house. Well, she never walks? I don't understand. No, it's just like, I don't know, I guess prolonged walking no, around. She's, make, she's making it up. Yeah. That sounds like She's bullshit. making it up because she, she wants me to feel, oh, you so made, she's gaslighting yeah. me with her knee injury. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, yeah. you made her feel bad about her house, so now she's making you feel <laughs> bad about what she had to do to fix the house. Oh, that. Which was, it's in a way, bitch. is. Yeah, it's conniving, but you're also conniving. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, dead dead roaches, especially dead baby roaches, that's like a dead kid. You're bringing, you're carrying a dead kid to different places. What? No, that's not. <laughs> and leaving it around for people to see. What? 
highlights. That's gnarly. No. It's not like she okay. put. You're a murderer. Okay. Not- <laughs> no, no, you're not at all. First off, I never once, I didn't bring a roach into the house. It's yeah. Like I picked one up and was like, oh, I'm taking it with me to show. No, I just told them that I found, I never once, I don't want to be near a roach. I want to never oh, okay. have anything to do with roaches ever again. So no, I have zero, I wouldn't, I would never travel with a roach. <laughs> okay, but you did. <laughs> Which is crazy. So you're just lying about dead kids in rooms. I'm not, they're not dead kids. What? Do you have pet roaches? <laughs> roaches are people too, Lori. Oh my no. god! Oh no. no, no. We have this argument every time. The famous, the most famous every time roach he finds one is Theo Theo Huxtable's best friend, cockroach. <laughs> oh well, from the Cos- from the Cosby oh, Show. Then I don't god. feel so bad because that roach definitely raped a bunch of women. <laughs> Not that roach. <laughs> that roach was fine. <laughs> oh man. One of the issues I kept having with the exterminator is he kept being like, you need to save the roach because I need to find out what kind of roach it is so I know how how to kill it. And I could never do it because I wanted to get rid of it so fast that I would just be like, I would kill it and I would flush it down the toilet. And he was like, you got to stop doing that. You got to save one of them. And I could never do it. So how does he want you to save it? Does he want you to get like a piece of tape and tape it? Put it, it like put it in a plastic bag. He said like just put it in a plastic bag, and then finally I just took a picture of one and I just. But then that even grossed me out because then I would randomly go on my pictures and then see a roach and I'd be like, ah, oh, they're in my phone. Did the roach pose for the photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like he threw up gang signs, which I thought was a little weird. I was like, all right, that's how I knew the roach was like a white guy. I was like, ugh, okay. Yeah, you're you're the worst version of anything. Yeah, real roaches don't throw up signs. Yeah. (laughs) They just throw up. Yep. Yeah, they just throw up. Real G's. I was just talking about it. I feel like like it's like the Baba Yaga. It's like you're inviting it into your house. Ugh, Ugh, it's so gross. Does it help if I do this? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to move on. (laughs) I will have nightmares about roaches crawling around. For the rest of my life. That will be... Ugh. I, ugh, I will stop. quit this podcast. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix. You're my co-host, Laurie Roggenkamp, and wonderful resident guest, Kashup Dumali. Is, hey. is he, though? Is he a wonderful resident guest? Because, you know, I'm just saying. Hey, maybe I'm just a bunch of roaches in a human suit. You know? Oh, God, God please. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so That's glad. That's going to give me nightmares. I'm so glad. That's going to give not... me a bunch of nightmares. You know, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's pretty gnarly. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not the one who has to have sex with you. Today I... we're not talking about <laughs> roaches. Not, I would never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're not talking about roaches. Thank Today. God. We're talking about the sad and mysterious tale of Gloria Ramirez. All right. Yeah. Hard left. Hard. <laughs> well, we were talking about roaches, so it wasn't all, you know, pancakes and I wouldn't, gravy. Well, but I wouldn't call them sad and mysterious. That's true. More like gross and in the way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never met a mysterious roach? <laughs> No, 
You've never, I've never been. Cu- wait a I've second. never been curious about where they go. You've never I'm, been I'm, curious I'm, about where they go. You've never. I've been, been like, like, where is that roach go? You've always been like, eh, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm always like, there's a roach there. Now it dies. Come I don't care it. where. I don't care where it's trying to go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or there's a roach there, and I'm running the other way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is more likely. <laughs> oh, I, my aunt and I were carrying a dresser into the scrapbook room, and I saw a roach, and I dropped the dresser, and I, I just... Oh, that's a dick move. That was a reflex. I couldn't... I came back. You but, have a scrapbook room? Yeah, my aunt has a scrapbook room. What kind of royalty... <laughs> White, white. Are you? Fat, are you the fat white lady from Orange County? I think. I mean, we. You when she signed the mortgage, she had to designate one room as a scrapbook room. So. What happens? Does any scrapbooking actually happen in the scrapbook room? It's more card making now, so you can call it more of a card making room, because that seems to be the new trend. But I mean, yeah, some some serious scrapbooking has gone down in the scrapbook. This shit room. sounds. This shit sounds like the Crown. <laughs> It sounds like a terrible room where all like the wallpaper and the floor are like yellow flowers. Yeah. No, it's all white, all white, white everything, and uh, like how it should be, right, Larry? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It was easy. When it comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to scrapbooking, <laughs> no color. Keep it white. Keep it right. <laughs> Matte white. It's just like we found what I'm racist about. Don't you feel like every white person just has one thing that they're really racist about? And you're like, oh, scrapbooking's for you. Okay. The scrapbooking room is just like code for their Hitler paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That's insane. stupid. Oh. Would anybody like to see my scrapbooking uh, paraphernalia? Ah, uh, yeah, the Vragen Comp legacy. Uh, come in here and lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> lock the door. <laughs> but it's actually like fucking. It's the real okay. thing. All right. All right. Okay, good. I was trying to formulate a joke, but it wasn't going anywhere. So I'm glad we ended it because I was going to say something real awkward. So <laughs> we're gonna move. We're gonna walk away from Orange County, California. From the game. I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna say. Sorry. Sorry. This is stupid. I almost said something terrible. Okay, continue. Do you want to say it? <laughs> okay. I mean, I want to, but no. okay. We're headed to Riverside <laughs> County. Hey, Gloria uh, Ramirez was a young. Shut up. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Sorry. I haven't, I literally am still on the same, on the first sentence of, okay, of the story. Right. Okay. <laughs> Gloria Ramirez was a young woman who lived in the Southern California city of Riverside. In 1994, at 31 years old, she was diagnosed with advanced cervical cancer. Hmm. I'm not sure how much time passed between her diagnosis and the events we're about to talk about, but I don't think it was very long. I think she was about to either start treatment or was in talks about what to do or had just gotten her diagnosis. On February 19th, 1984, at around 8 p.m., Gloria's boyfriend called 911 for her after she began experiencing severe breathing problems and heart palpitations. Paramedics arrived, put her on oxygen, and transported her to the hospital. 
once at Riverside General Hospital's emergency room, Gloria was barely speaking, mostly incoherently. Once wheeled into a room, she passed out. The medical team injected her with Valium, Versed, and Ativan for sedation, and the medications lidocaine and bertilium to calm her heartbeat. Respiratory therapist Maureen Welsh used an ambu bag, which is one of those like bags that you see in hospitals where it 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 connects to a mouthpiece, so you could like. Breathe in, breathe in and out, like simulate a lung. Right, like oh. a resuscitator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she used an ambu bag to assist getting air into her lungs to resuscitate her. When that didn't work, they prepared to use a defibrillator on her heart. They ripped the shirt off her chest to prepare, at which point several of the staff noticed that Gloria had an oily film covering most of her body. And as the nurse got close to her mouth, she commented on a strong garlicky smell that was emitting from her. Hmm. Which is, you know, sad. Even yeah. if you're dying, it's like, you know, it's a shame. Also, it's, like, it's like not showering. Like, it's like not brushing your teeth before a date. Yeah. But worse because you're gonna die. Yeah, I would hate that. Would, that was my like fear when I was a teenager is that I would get in a car accident and I'd be laying on the freeway, and somebody would come up and be like, "Ooh, she smells." Like that, <laughs> that was my fear. Yeah. Um, although yeah. what I think is <clears throat> my first thought for the I don't know why I'd, I didn't go to the breath thing like feeling bad. My first thought was, "Ooh, vampire." <laughs> That's what my first thought was. So. I mean, yeah, I guess that would be. If you're a doctor, I did, that probably should I be. Did, <laughs> I did think the breath thing, which sucks, you know? I mean, like you said, it's very embarrassing. It's like it's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> I don't know if that's embarrassing. <laughs> but, isn't that, but isn't it ironic? Don't you I, think? You know, what? I think it's a little too oh, ironic. I, uh... <laughs> I really do think. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm so mad right now. Because uh, it's 1994. Is that why you're doing that? It's a whole bunch of reasons, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I got to. I, I'm glad I got to join in. <laughs> Me too. Thank you, Larry. Oh, That's great. <laughs> I'm crying right now. I'm so happy. Oh. After the defibrillation, oh, right. nurse Susan Kane drew blood from Gloria's arm for analysis. Now, is this any relation to Tim Kane? Oh. All right. You know what? We're editing that one out. That was bad. Who's that? Who's Tim Kane? The vice presidential running mate for Hillary Clinton. Holy shit. Wow. That is <laughs> deep cut politics. <laughs> Well, oh I've been God. I've been waiting for a Merrick Garland reference, and I just haven't gotten think, to it yet. So I think that we should talk to Star because I feel like Lori is lonely. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. I mean, you know, this is my only interaction with people the whole day. But I don't Tim, know. <laughs> Tim Kane, man, my God, that Jesus, was, guys, that was, that was almost radical. 
<laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any relation, but who knows? I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. Riverside is full of power players, I guess. <laughs> no one's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> A meth addict has, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she draws the blood. And then she says that the blood smells. She passes the syringe to Welsh. Yeah, here's where it starts to get real weird. She passes the syringe to Welsh, who notices that the strong odor smells like ammonia. Welsh then passes the syringe to the doctors, Dr. Julie Gorczynski and Dr. Umberto Ochoa. They both confirm the smell of the ammonia and something else that Nurse Kane had pointed out, that there were manila-colored flakes in the blood in the syringe. Manila. Manila. like Yeah, like manila envelopes. Yeah, yeah so I imagine tiny little envelopes <laughs> in the blood. <laughs> you know what? I'm only laughing because I imagined the same thing. Just tiny yeah. little the ones that you have to like undo with the ta- with the string. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the fucking the red ropes. Yeah. <laughs> Very sad. I'm shocked none of us became scientists. Yeah, well, you we're so good at it naturally. Yeah. You would think. Nurse Kane then turned to the rest of the staff said that her face felt like it was burning, then fainted. Oh, wow. Other staff then quickly removed her from the room and put her in her own ER room. Then Dr. Gurjinsky said she was feeling nauseous and lightheaded. She excused herself from the trauma room, sat down at the nurse's station, and then fainted. She was quickly wheeled off to her own room as well. As she was being wheeled off, she started suffering from apnea, where she would stop breathing for several seconds, take a few breaths, then stop again. Oof. Thirdly, the respiratory therapist Welsh fainted in the room while still trying to help revive or keep while still trying to stabilize Ramirez. She, too, was wheeled off to a separate room. That's her field, man. I know. Wow. wow. That's like when a veterinarian gets bitten by a dog. When who? A veterinarian gets bitten by a dog. Ah. Uh, yeah. He's, he, he's going to hate that dog forever. Yeah, he's like, it's my job to take care of this fucking thing. That sucks. <laughs> it's probably not like that. <laughs> Isn't that all? Of, do you mean just the ther- the respiratory therapist, or all of them? Well, I guess just the it's respiratory therapist, because her specialty is respiratory therapy, right? But she can't breathe. Now, are you saying that like she's like it's bad that she got that the d- veterinarian got bit by the dog because she should know better? Or are you saying that like she's going to be like, oh, I'm scared now of my profession? I'm saying that it's an unfortunate thing to happen. It's an ironic thing. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to go back to <laughs> where we were. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> you were trying to get back there, were you? I really wasn't. I swear to God. Oh, my gosh. I'm just in a mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, um, she fainted in the room, but we don't know if she couldn't breathe well. Oh, okay. 
yet. She did faint. After Welsh, several other people in the room felt nauseous and dizzy. Doc at this point, Dr. Ochoa declared it an internal emergency and ordered that the emergency ward be evacuated. He acted fast. He was like, he knew exactly what to do. But yeah, I mean, good I, don't for know. Him. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. And everyone except him and the skeleton crew, still trying to save Gloria Ramirez's life, stayed behind. Everyone else was evacuated to the parking lot. And because of the possibility that the staff had been exposed to noxious fumes, at least that's what they were thinking at the time, they all stripped down to their underwear. So now you have a parking lot full of ER patients and the staff in their underwear. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, one guy was like, come here often. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty gnarly if you yeah. fucking pull up to the hospital and see that. It's just like, oh shit! And that was yeah. happening too because they were they were turning you know incoming patients away and incoming ambulances away. Wow! So there's like ambulances rolling up like 100 miles per hour and be like, oh, we got a shot. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Man. People are just wandering around, throwing I mean, up, it coughing. Is ironic. So I'm just going to throw it <clears throat> It is. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's a black fly in your Chardonnay. <laughs> in the parking lot, Dr. Gorchinsky was still experiencing periods of apnea and now tremors and had not fully regained consciousness. Nurse Kane still was panicking and said her face felt like it was burning. Mm. Inside, at around 8.50 p.m., Dr. Ochoa declared Gloria Ramirez dead from liver failure. They wheeled her, they wheeled her body into an isolation room before heading outside. Shortly afterward, one of the nurses who had helped wheel her body into the other room started vomiting and feeling a burning sensation on her skin. Oh, no. Jeez. Now, they, they of course, definitely correlate this between everybody who's in contact with Gloria is now becoming violently ill, right? So... That's got to be terrifying for... Is Gloria conscious at this time, or is she... No, she okay. fell unconscious uh, like uh, shortly after being uh, pulled into the trauma room. Right, uh, yeah, they pulled her in the room, and then she passed out, and that was it. Oh, yes. that's right, that's right. You said that, sorry. Uh, that's okay. Oh, jeez. This is... I mean, this has got to be your worst fear if you're a doctor. Is an yeah. undiagnosed, just like mass spread you know, infection, it looks like. I gotta but give not it to everybody him. is sick. Oh, oh, that's even weirder. What were so, you gonna say? I gotta give it to him, though. I mean, they reacted fucking quick. Oh, yeah. This, this is the most professional reaction I've heard anybody have in Riverside ever. I went to school. I went to <laughs> university in Riverside. <laughs> I lived there for five years. No, I lived there for no, three years. 
and know it very well. And this is by far the most fast thinking reaction I've ever seen to <laughs> I've ever read. <laughs> All the science professor there, professors there are like, fire's like kind of hot. It's not too hot, but like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Lunch is, uh, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. fucking not that smart. I just imagine somebody, somebody at the hospital like, Whoa, man, you're, like, moving way too fast. <laughs> Just, we, can't, we can't handle it. We, You need to calm down, bro. Like, you need to get out. It's like, I'm a doctor? Yeah. I know, man. Like, still. I think the slogan of Riverside is, it says River. it's like on the sign, it says, Riverside, beneath it in quotes is, whoa, man, oh, let me get my head together. <laughs> what do you guys think Riverside is? It's not by the beach. Like, the- <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's an amalgamation just, for me. I've never yeah, had a single unpleasant moment in Riverside. I don't know why I'm making it. Well, that's not true. I witnessed it's, a man get stabbed. But yeah, what? <laughs> Where downtown? At a bar, like by the courthouse. No, which I was, bar? There's like three. Uh, it was this one. It was like a dive bar. I can't remember the name of it, but it was uh, it was oh, a there's a lot of dive bar stand up show in this uh. Real quickly, this guy was like an awful stand-up, and he was talking about very misogynistic things, and this woman gets up from the front, and you th- I thought she was like hugging him, but she stabbed him in the hand. And then Holy shit. they introduced me, and the thing that I the thing that I took away, this is how selfish I am. The thing that I took away from the whole night was that the guy who was the host immediately introduces me and goes, "Okay, we have a female comedian." And I was really upset that he said female. Wow. And I, the way I told the story for so long was, can you believe this guy called me a female comedian? I mean, somebody <laughs> just got stabbed in the hand. <laughs> People would be like, wait, what? That's <laughs> 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 ah, great. What? And so I, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quickly. Somebody got stabbed in the hand. But he called me a female comedian. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... Uh, Riverside is full of. Uh, it's a very smart town. <laughs> I yes. mean, you see okay. Riverside. You see Riverside is a great fucking school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's no Anaheim. <laughs> so. Oh you know. no, no. <laughs> we can't. Let's not. Let's not start bragging about our hometown. So you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go on. Uh, you know, Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim was founded by Germans who failed at making ah. wine. So, just... <laughs> <laughs> stupid. It's very nice. Yeah. So 23. That's, the... <laughs> that's that. That's that. Uh, Riverside is actually great. Yeah. Uh, their hospitals are great. And so are their schools. And so are their people. And they apparently stab you if you say otherwise. So. Yeah. <laughs> so watch it. You know, 909. There's a great scene in Riverside, and uh, I almost I almost said Riverside. That's what we used to call it. What were you gonna say? Just it was a fucking awesome scene there. We had a really fun time playing there. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a scene from a movie. No, no. no. Oh, you mean like like a music music scene? scene. Yeah, music. Oh yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah, it is pretty dope. Um, (laughs) twenty. Okay, righteous. Enough love for Riverside. (laughs) But seriously, their meth is like really great. So just check that out. 23 of the 37 ER staff that night complained of one symptom or another. Five of them were in the hospital overnight 
Nurse Balderas, who was the one that helped wheel her into the isolation room, was in the hospital for 10 days. And Dr. Gochinsky got hit worst of all. She spent two weeks in the ICU where she suffered from not only apnea, but hepatitis, pancreatitis, and avascular necrosis to her knees which is when bone tissue is starved of blood and rots away. Holy shit. Jeez. Yeah. Damn, it's like she fucking had to go from room to room and spray for roaches. Like her knees are so bad. I just had really weird deja vu. Yeah. (laughs) Did you too? Yeah. Yeah, some weirdo (laughs) told them that they had roaches in their house. And then their aunt said that their knees hurt because they were spraying around so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's a shame, though. That's insane. Hepatitis and pancreatitis also? Ooh. Good God. Yeah, but maybe she was just making it up to make her knees feel bad. That sounds like something that that doctor would do. Yeah, that doctor <laughs> sounds like a real bitch. Ah, uh, Dr. Julie Gorchinski. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're so- sorry for your, sorry for your loss. So sorry for you. We're sorry for your pain and everything <laughs> what you suffered. Oh, is she still alive? I don't know. Actually, I didn't look it up. Oh. Maybe. This was only in the 90s, so she didn't die. Okay. Oh, thank God. She didn't die from this anyway. I don't know if she died. <laughs> so back on the night at 11 p.m., the Riverside County Hazard Team showed up. Uh-huh. They wiped every surface, took air samples, and all the other intricate things that they do in order to find the noxious chemicals suspected in the attack. They found nothing. Next, the coroner's office had to examine Gloria's body. They were really nervous because last time this happened, you know, 23 people got sick. So... They decided that the best thing they would do is also dress up in head-to-toe protective gear, protective gear, and perform the autopsy in an isolated chamber. So they did, and they came out 90 minutes later, just like a regular autopsy. And even though they didn't say what they did find, everyone assumed that they basically found nothing because then they began looking outside of the county for help. Hmm. It took two weeks for the coroner to return the remains of Ramirez to her family, who were heartbroken at the state of the remains. Did they ever mention what happened in the isolated chamber? No. They just said they did a normal autopsy. And except that everybody was... Um, that everybody was suited up. Oh, mm. uh, okay. They did take out, like, it was, they, they performed a normal autopsy, so they took out her internal organs, and, you know, they cut her, like, chest cavity open, did all that. Um, they, Maybe they took extra samples, but anyway, it seems like the family didn't want that and didn't really have a say in it, though, because obviously if it was, like, if the attack had come from her body somehow, they needed to do the re- they needed to do the investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
even though even so the family was like i said really heartbroken at the state of the remains they were so insulted by it that the pastor at the funeral service addressed the treatment of gloria's body in his in his words for the service but at first i was a little moved by that cuz i feel like it's it's it takes a lot for something like that to be mentioned during a service like a traditional funeral service mm-hmm. but then i read that he also sang amazing grace so i think it was just a little bit of like a ham <laughs> <laughs> You don't like Amazing Grace? <laughs> Normally, the pastor doesn't sing. Pastor doesn't sing that. Yeah, and someone yeah. else comes up. Someone oh, else can come up and sing it. I see what you're saying. Oh, so he likes the spotlight to be on him, sort of. Thing. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? The state of the body is in horrible condition. Everybody, <laughs> lower your heads because I'm gonna start to get it going. Me. <laughs> Zing grease. I I one time went to New York with with my choir, and we went to this. uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. This apparently really famous uh, black church in Harlem, and it was it was amazing. It was one of those where you like, oh man, I wish I was religious so I could enjoy church as much as as. People who come here do, but the, the like a, like like a bat like a Baptist church. Yeah, it was just there. Everybody yeah. was having fun. Everybody was singing. It was just it was great. But the funniest part was Mr. Hoshi, my our teacher, was like bound and determined that we were going to join in on the singing because like I don't know if it was like he had to justify why we were going or what. But he's like, you guys are going to sing the the songs that they sing. So he kept trying to tell us what page to go to on the book, and because they would just like they'd be talking and you know be like. You know, oh, we're talking, and then and then they just break out in a song, and then, and then everybody would break out as, as if they like knew all the songs already. So he'd be like, "I think we're on page 12. So finally, this woman who was like super annoyed that we were he, we were there to begin with, and also had to like <laughs> listen to us tell like guess what page was. She just said, "The book. We don't use the books. Just put the books down." <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. And I just love that, but it's like. I mean, they were like amazing. They just sang like like twenty seven million songs in like a, a thirty minute period, and it was great. And I just just like yeah, we were desperately trying to figure out what page they were on the entire time. So that was yeah. I just, that's what I imagine that this guy's like is he's just like it's is he every can... page from the book of rhythm. Yeah, it's like Laurie. I don't know what page is he on. Page twelve is he. On... <laughs> What, where is he starting from? <laughs> if I could get a word, if I could hear a, a word, I could go from. It's 10 Corinthians. 10 oh, Corinthians. Is that? Piano sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, white people love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite part was you would, uh, this, the the woman who played the piano or, I, I think it was the the organ. It might no, I don't think it was an organ, but it might have been an organ. I don't remember. But she played the piano. But she would she would uh, lean her chair up against the wall when the uh, pastor was going, and then as soon as you knew, she wouldn't even start playing. But as soon as everybody knew they should they should stand up to sing, is when she sat down and got on the piano. (laughs) And so she get there, and then like maybe five minutes would go by, and she wouldn't play a note. 
but everybody was ready for like she's gonna play something and then i was just waiting for her to start playing that's great yeah it was awesome. it was really fun but yeah no idea what page they were on still don't <laughs> gloria was well loved she had a boyfriend like i mentioned and two children ages seven and nine from a, pre- a previous marriage her sister read a sweet poem written by her daughter for the funeral service and TV news crews respected the family's wishes and kept their distance from the service. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I just figured I'd put in a, a little blurb about Gloria. We don't know much about her, but we do know those things. Mm. Still at a loss, the Riverside Coroner's Office received a call from Livermore National Laboratory. Livermore is in Northern California, about 60 miles from San Francisco. It was a town and a lab started on the back of nuclear research during the Cold War. The lab needed a new face, though, since the Cold War had ended, and they lended their talents to the mysterious death. In March, Riverside sent samples to the Livermore lab. They tested all the compounds from her blood, bile, tissue from her heart, liver, lungs, brain, and kidneys. They also checked for gases that would be produced into what was called the headspace, which is the pocket of air separating the samples from the tops of the containers. Hmm. For the most part, they found what all the other labs that had done research on the remains had found. They examined the drugs in her system right, that were there right before she died, and along with all the meds that the ER had administered, they also found Tylenol, Codeine, and Tygen, an anti-nausea medication. They also found an anomaly, a derivative of ammonia called amine. Another lab had also found the amine and said that that was probably the reason for the smell of ammonia in the room when they drew her blood. Livermore added to that and said that the Tygen medication that she had been taken had actually broken down into the amine as she was in the ER. So they found the source of the amine, they said. Hmm. Oh, interesting. They also found a compound called Nicotinamine. Nic- nicotinamide. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. Um, you can hear me again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was saying nicotinamine sounds like a uh, used car salesman from uh, Glendale. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, bro. You, you, liking, uh, you liking that car, bro? Bro, it's a new year, a new car for you. Let's do it. Come on, let's make it happen. Okay, I'm John. What's your name? What? I'm John. <laughs> I said I am John. What's your name? Bro, you don't know me, huh? I'm your oh. best friend, Nico. Nico Tanamin. <laughs> I'm in your blood. <laughs> Nico. Fucking come on. Keep, bring it in. Give me a hug, bro. Come on, John. What the fuck, bro? It's okay. That's okay. Give I me just, a hug. I'm going to kiss your cheek. I'm going to kiss your cheek. No. Let's get in this car Nico, and see if it's Nico, the car please. for you. Nico, please. Let's oh, take it. Test your might. Hey. Behind the wheel of this Prius. Hey, uh, I just want to say, bro, I, I'm a customer from last week, bro, and I came, and Nico, man, he helped me find a wife, 
And he also sold me a really kick-ass car, bro. And so dude, I dude, just, dude, I dude, 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 keep, keep it down. Keep it down. Don't, don't listen to him. That's my cousin. Okay? <laughs> I, want, I want to sell you this Prius <laughs> right now. Come on, John. Let's make the moves. So nicotinamine, <laughs> on the one hand, is a vitamin B, crucial to the health. Crucial to health. Vitamin bro. <laughs> but also, in physical form, when manufactured, is part of the chemicals used in making methamphetamine. Nice. Called it. Well, you're not far off from one of the theories. But anyway, that's what they found with nicotinamide. Oof. Or nicotinamide. <laughs> Again, we're not arguing with you. <laughs> So it's it's like Nico Nico Tina Mead. Great. You are saying it exactly however you need to say it. We're not fighting you on this. You are having an imaginary fight with somebody else that You you can say my name any way you want to. As long as you buy this car. <laughs> Thank you. Nico. Finally. No problem. They found Dimethyl sulfone, which is abbreviated DMSO, which is how I'm going to refer to it from now on. Mm -hmm. A chemical produced naturally in our bodies that contains sulfur. It is closely related to dimethyl sulfoxide, DMSO2, which can also be manufactured to be an industrial solvent and can be used to relieve pain, but is not recommended. Obviously, because yeah. if it could also be manufactured as an industrial solvent, it's probably not the best for your body. Yeah, I feel like anytime somebody, you could use this, or you could use <laughs> it as an industrial solvent, I would be like, uh, I don't think I'm going to use it. I don't think yeah. I'm going to put it in my body. Well, that's soda. All right, well, don't we make can... me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> In the body, DMSO is normally broken down by the liver, so it normally goes unnoticed because it's such minute amounts that are there in the first place, and then they just get broken down. Uh-huh. But Gloria's tissues showed a concentrated amount in her system, which had been converted from DMSO to DMSO2. Still, even though the chemical contains sulfur and there was a concentrated amount in her system, this alone cannot explain any of the symptoms that were exhibited in the hospital staff. The Livermore lab then posited a theory based on the, dimethyl, on the dimethyl sulfone found in her body. They said that the DMSO, which is closely related to the DMSO2... Oh, wait... Hold on, this took me a minute to understand when I was reading it. I read it like four times. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, here we go. They said that the dimethyl sulfone is closely related to dimethyl sulfate, a powerful poison gas that can cause nearly every symptom that the, uh, that the ER staff had experienced. So they concluded that Gloria must have taken dimethyl sulfone at home along with Tylenol and coating to ease her pain. Then the oxygen that the paramedics administered to her 
converted the DMSO in her blood to a high concentration of dimethyl sulfone, DMSO2. Then, when her blood was drawn, the DMSO2 crystallized, forming the manila crystals that they saw. They confirmed that part by replicating the by replicating that in experiments. So the like manila crystals do in fact form when the DMSO2 is uh hits room temperature basically or when the blood infected with DMSO2 hits room temperature. Oh. And finally, the DMSO2 somehow jumped from being DMSO2 to being the noxious gas DMSO4. Maybe they said by the defibrillator. Oh. Jesus, man. That's a hell of a fucking. That's a hell of a jump. That is a a big jump. jump. That's a hell of a jump. Is that because of like carbon dioxide or. This is just their theory. Okay. And I I just want to just let everybody know we're not scientists or biologists. Oh, did you? I don't. I disagree. Oh okay. yeah, don't don't. don't I went to the University to of Riverside. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, then you definitely know how to make meth. But uh, again, lovely. How place. dare you? Lovely. Place. I'm a scientist too. <laughs> I got a PhD from Hofstra. Hofstra. <laughs> DMSO begat DMSO two. Which yeah. begat DMSO4. It ba- basically, they're saying that a chemical that's found in the body naturally was extrapolated to be the poisonous version of that chemical in her body and therefore was just expelled from the body during the ER, during, like during the time that her body was in the ER, and that's what poisoned all of the hospital staff. And then that gas disappeared without a trace. Wow. Much like in my science experiments, where <laughs> Bell begat Biv, and Biv begat DeVoe, and DeVoe begat poison. I think what we really should, should talk about is uh, how I didn't realize that Bell Biv DeVoe's song, That Girl is Poison, was actually going to come to fruition. So that's... Uh, I was going there, Lori, and I'm really <laughs> glad you picked up that ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be. Don't be. <laughs> I you. farted also. Well, I uh, <laughs> I really I really uh, sucked all the fun out of the joke, but I got there. So you're welcome. It's late, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? I think we're gonna have to I think eventually we're gonna have to stop making that an excuse. But it not tonight. <laughs> Not tonight. When we're successfully working off the podcast and we can record it during daytime hours, yeah, then yeah. I'll stop making that excuse. Okay, all right. I, I, like I said, not tonight. Not tonight. See, I'm not even on the same playing field as everybody else. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> oh, well, that's tough. So basically, she was taking... Uh, oh well, we're not done. Oh, we're okay. not done. Okay, that is one of one of three theories. Three. One of three. One of three popular theories. Okay. Does because another one involve also- aliens at all? Not tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my personal theory, but you know, we won't include that. 
Okay. Okay. The next one said that... Where, where was I? Sorry. Um, the next theory was presented by doctors Anna Maria Osorio and Kristen Waller from the California Department of Health and Human Services. Now, this is the State Department. They interviewed 34 of the staff there that night and found that the ones who had developed severe symptoms like passing out, shortness of breath, and muscle spasms all had a couple of things in common. First, those who had been within two feet of Ramirez had more severe symptoms, obviously. Like, that's not even, like, a conclusion. Like, that's just, like, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So that seems useless. And then second, that they same group also tended to be mostly women. They concluded that the staff had suffered from mass hysteria. What? Yep. Dr. Gurchinsky pointed to her ongoing ailments as proof that that could not have been mass hysteria. Yeah, look at her knees. Yeah. <laughs> and her hepatitis. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fainting. I don't think fainting can be brought on by, like, mass hysteria. I think that's, like, the number one, <laughs> that's the number one thing for mass hysteria. Oh, it's, like it's fainting? Faint. Oh, okay. Fainting well, then, and well, screaming and crying. Again, that's, not that's, a scientist. That's, like, that's like mad men science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife has cancer. Sounds like she's got mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. she's hysterical. <laughs> Calm her down and the cancer will just leave her vagina. She needs Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's have a belt of whiskey. Let's get, <laughs> slap around let's get out the good blood and put in some new let's get out the bad blood and put in some good blood what's Sounds crazy smart. is that these were two women doctors doing the research for the state department and they're like hey, it was mostly women they were just hysterical oh my well, god i mean crazy as we all know the worst critics on women are women other women so you know that's why i'm always telling maria that she needs to do better that's why she's, she's constantly <laughs> arguing with herself. <laughs> so hey, do better, huh? <laughs> yeah. At the end of every, at the end of every, every time we we I go, hey, hey, try and be better next time. And then <laughs> Maria, of course, just says the same thing she says to me every time, which is, you just keep doing what you're doing, Laura. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> History rewritten. <laughs> hey, are you shocked? No. Uh huh. <laughs> it's as good as when you do the research. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm just kidding. You do a great job. <laughs> no, you do. You do. You can't help yourself. You're too nice. <laughs> no, there's that. There was that one episode where you did a fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no! Now I'm gonna go through all the episodes and be like, which one was this? We tell you in the episode. Oh, okay. We say we're very impressed. Oh, that's great. <laughs> hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> good wow. job, Lori. Oh. Are these collated? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Lori's pages and she prints out. <laughs> I have a stapler now. Wow. Oh, uh, do you need a, a three-hole punch? I have an extra. Ooh, maybe. Maybe when I start making folders. <laughs>
<laughs> when we go back to live, if we ever do that, yeah, we go back yes. to doing live together. I might, I might, <laughs> so I can go through my tabs. Oh man! All in all, ten different counties assisted with the investigation of both the hospital and the body of Gloria Ramirez. Still, no one found anything wrong. Again, or it was confirmed by the Riverside coroner that Gloria Ramirez died of liver failure and suffered from, suffered from cervical cancer, but nothing else. No solid explanation could be given as to why the hospital staff had fallen ill that night. Later on, like years later, some fucking magazine called like the New Times, some shitty newspaper or magazine. Oh, I, should, yeah. I shouldn't call it shitty. Some newspaper or magazine called the New Times posited a theory that back then Riverside, well, it still is Riverside. It was a hot spot for meth creation. So they theorized that the hospital was being used secretly as a meth lab and that they were smuggling in the chemicals in IV bags and that one of those IV bags had accidentally gotten into the regular supply and had been hooked up to Ramirez and therefore caused these spontaneous chemical reactions in her body, which then affected the staff. Whoever thought of this also has a speck for Breaking Bad, that is the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like any ER, any doctor show where yeah. it's like you find out that, that somebody's been holding meth in the IV bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a spec for Maria's favorite show. Uh, nurses, nurses on NBC. Yeah. We know that. I mean, yeah, she no. just won't shut up. She's always texting me, going like, "Are you checking out nurses?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. I'm not. I don't know." Lori, <laughs> she talks about it a lot. Oh, she loves nurses. If anybody's listening and one of does wants to do something Stop nice it. for Maria, just send nurses paraphernalia, shirts, yeah. poster stickers, whatever oh, you have. She she already. I don't know if you saw. She has an Amazon wish list and an Etsy wish list. For, yeah. for things yeah. that involve just involve nurses. Nurses. So you know, not not. Not the profession, the show. <laughs> yeah, just the show. If you're a nurse, she couldn't care. But if you're on nurses, <laughs> she cares. That's right. Yeah. Hardcore nurses fan for that. We know. White lady and the white dude and the ambiguous people. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nurses on NBC. Check it out. Is it on NBC? Okay. Oh, it is. Oh, I think I keep confusing it with Residence. Oh, is that a real show? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Residence. I got a new fandom. You do? Yeah. I got a new ship. Nurses and Residence. Wait, is it about about senior residents? (laughs) No. I I think it's resident nurses. (laughs) No, I think it's about the people who live around the hospital. That's what I think it's about. Residence. This is Dave. It's about the it's about the apartment building across the street where yeah. there's shops on the bottom. Yeah, with, <laughs> in, in like loft cra- crappy loft luxury apartments. On yeah, the <laughs> all the wooden floors are gray. That's weird. Sometimes they have a flu. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like the Jamba Juice ran out of strawberries, and that's like their terrorist episode. Oh, we need strawberries. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the curious death of Gloria Ramirez. That is very curious. Uh, I I feel really bad for her, and uh, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's a weird death. It's weird, and it's a it's a weird cause of, or chain of events. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's just a two. All the theories that are out there are just like dismissive. Really, the the closest one could be the one about DMSO, but even that one's like. Then it jumped from one chemical to another form, like it upgraded, like Pokemon. Yeah. Out of nowhere in a normal human body when it's never done that before. It's like, dude, this is, that's a lot. And then also the family was really insulted because then they were like, our, you know, our daughter, our family member wasn't using a Home Depot degreaser to alleviate pain on her cancer-ridden body. Yeah. You know? So they were like, she would never use that. She would never use that on her body. That's crazy. But they're just like, nah, she did. Well, did they find, did they ever find, like go to the house or search and see if maybe she had like, you know, because on house, they always have to like go to the house like four or five times before they figure out what's wrong. I don't think so. that people. I, I don't know, but I don't. I don't know if people actually do that. I think that's maybe, maybe that's why his name is House. Yeah, they don't do that on House, do yeah, they? No, they yeah. do do that. Oh, he always goes to the house and like he finds the source of the problem. It's always like some mold growing in the walls. Or really? Shit. But it's always. Yeah. Like, but his name. But but his name is House. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they go I was to the, they go to the site. <laughs> They go to the like whatever site. So they'll go to a restaurant. If it's like people yeah. present a restaurant, they'll go to a restaurant. But it's always like three or four or ten times. And it's always like the last possible time they're like, We've searched this entire place. And it's like, we didn't check the salt. And it's like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> ah, that's nuts. Yeah, I don't know if that actually happens like ever. Are you no. trying to wait, Maria? <laughs> Maria, don't do this if to you me want- right now. Don't Maria, are Look, you trying to tell me that Maria, I have so little right now. Are you trying Lori, to tell me that television is not real life? If you want real television, if you want like, the truth, then you need to watch nurses on NBC. Hey. Uh, finally. All right, can we consolidate that audio and play it every single time? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, not let alone it's a solid plug. I mean, we gotta put that up as a commercial for sure. Nurses, give us free shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are oh, they gonna give us scrubs yeah dude. Yeah, i don't want scrubs no scrubs uh, scrubs volume four through six oh, on dvd yeah. maybe they could give us like n95 masks or you know ppe or something you know something useful i've never heard of those we shows should be giving them those <laughs> oh. what they have plenty Wait, i'm confusing reality <laughs> ppe on nbc yeah it's just the medical supply just just <laughs> video. Have a good night, everybody. That's it. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>